podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another World Cup edition of the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at all the top players to target from the quarterfinals of the World Cup with a quick preview of each game. And then I'm going to move on to my team update to show you which transfers I'm planning on making and how I'm going to target each of these fixtures. So I'll quickly run through the fixtures. We've got Croatia versus Brazil and Netherlands versus Argentina on Friday. And then on Saturday, we've got Morocco versus Portugal and England versus France. So I'm going to start with Brazil, who faced Croatia, and I really do expect them to get through this game. Um, we did see in the last round of fixtures that anything can happen with Morocco beating Spain, but Brazil have looked really good so far throughout the tournament. Apart from that game against Cameroon, where they made quite a few changes, but... Other than that, they've looked really good. That 4-1 win against South Korea, they look brilliant as well. So it's going to be Brazil players that I target. And to be honest, I've, I've done a predictor and I think it's going to be a Brazil-France final. Um, and I actually think Brazil are going to win it. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite invested in this Brazil team, um, as you'll see with my team a bit later on. But Richarlison's going to be the first player that I look to target. 5.5 million and I just think he's really good value for that now um, you've got Gabriel Jesus who's had to go back and he's injured now so Richarlison's that main man up front he started the tournament anyway so he he was the one in favour but he's got three goals and one assist so far and two star man awards and I just think he's really good value for money as that sort of second or third striker in your team I know most people have got sort of three strikers in this um, format of dream team but really he's he's been really really good so far and he looks like he's playing with such confidence at the minute so at 5.5 I think he's probably possibly the best player to target from this Brazil side then on to Neymar who's like the premium asset for Brazil he's coming in at 7 million so he's a little bit cheaper than Mbappe, Kane and, and Messi for example but he is the main man and he's on penalties set pieces and he's got 76 goals in 126 games for Brazil so he's obviously a key player for them um, so someone that I haven't actually got in my teams, but I do think he is a really good player to target. And then Vinicius Jr. at 6 million. He's got a goal and two assists so far in the tournament. And he's got a really good goal scoring and assisting record for Real Madrid this season. He's someone that I've got in pretty much all of my teams and I've been happy with him so far. I think he started fairly slow in the first game, but then he's really picked it up since then. And I think it was a goal and an assist he got in the last game against South Korea. So I've been happy with him so far and I'll be leaving him in. Then I'm going to go with Danilo at 3.5 million. Um, who scored have got him in their predicted lineup playing at left back? And that's where he played the last game. Um, he started the tournament at right back and Sandro was the left back. But Sandro got injured and now it's been Militao at right back and Danilo at left back. So we'll wait and see what that lineup looks like. Um, I think if Sandro is back fit, it'll probably be Militao that is dropped out of the team. He's 4.5 million and Sandro's 4 million. So if you do have Militao, you could downgrade him to Sandro. But I think at 3.5 million, Danilo's probably the, well, he is the cheapest player to bring in from Brazil. So quite a good option there. He has only got five points, but if they can keep some more clean sheets, then he'll be good. And then on to the other assets from Brazil in defence. So obviously Militao mentioned 4.5. I probably wouldn't look to bring him in unless you know he's definitely starting because of that Sandro risk. But Marquinhos and Thiago Silva, both in at 5.5, is quite expensive. Towards the start of the tournament, I wanted to have my budget spent on the attacking players because there were quite a few 
easier fixtures where there could be a lot of goals. But now we're reaching the like critical stages of the knockout rounds. I think that it's quite a good option to start to look to bring these players in. Even though 5.5 is expensive, I'm expecting a lot more cagier games and low scoring games. Even ones like Spain and Morocco that would sort of nil-nil, things like that. Um, I think these would be quite good options to have in your team. And the same with Allison. Five million probably looked far too expensive for the knockout rounds with goalkeepers like Nopper at two million. But now we are reaching these rounds. I think probably Croatia versus Brazil is looking like the best fixture. Um, potentially Portugal's game against Morocco. But between those two, I think Brazil have probably got the best run. But then on to Netherlands versus Argentina. And on the right-hand side, you've got the predicted lineups for both sides. I'm going to start with Holland. Um, so I'm going to say Cody Gakpo at 4 million. He's one of the better players to target. He's their top point scorer with 32 points. He's got three goals and one star man in four appearances. So really good for him. Um, he's been brilliant throughout the tournament. But I do worry a little bit that... These fixtures are going to get a lot harder now for them. If they get past Argentina, they could potentially face Brazil. But are there going to be as many opportunities for someone like Cody Gakpo to score goals? I'm not too sure. So if you've got him already in your team, I would keep him and see how he gets on. But I'm not sure if I'd necessarily go out of my way to bring him in for this game. Because I think it will be a tough test for them. Then you've got Dumfries at 4.5 million. He's got one goal and two assists. Or you've got Daily Blind a little bit cheaper at 3.5 million. He actually stole the uh, star man off him in the last game and he's on one goal one assist so I think them two are the two best defensive options uh, but again it's going to be a tough test they've been playing teams like Qatar, Senegal, Ecuador none of them have the same attacking threat that someone like Argentina has with Messi, Alvarez and people like that so I think it is going to be a tough test for them and the only downside is with these attacking fullbacks is now we're at these knockout stages Will people like Blind and Dumfries be attacking as much as they were against the USA, for example? So it's going to be a tough one, but I still think they are the best options from that Netherlands defence. If you're looking for someone at about 3.5 million or 3 million, possibly to replace Asensio or Olmo that got knocked out in the last round, you have got De Jong, who's been getting quite a few star mans. I think he's got two star man awards already. He's at 3.5 million. Or Klassen, who sort of plays at number 10. Um, he's 3 million as well. So if you are confident that Netherlands might do well in this fixture, they're quite good options to replace your Spain players or if you have got some gaps at 3.5 or 3 million. Last player I will mention, who I've had pretty much throughout the whole game, is Nopper at 2 million in goal. I just don't think there's another keeper with that level of value really. He's been really good at 2 million and probably been the best keeper to keep throughout. So again, it's a tough one whether or not you want to bring him in specifically for this game. But if you've got him, you're definitely not going to be taking him out. And he'll be probably quite hard to replace as well. If they do end up going out, it's going to be hard to replace a £2 million keeper without downgrading elsewhere. So then on to Argentina. And you can't go past Messi, really, at 7.5 million. He's got three goals, one assist, and two star man awards already. Um, obviously on penalties too. And he's the second highest scorer in the game behind Mbappe. So I think he's a must-have. Even for this tough game against the Netherlands, you just know that someone like Messi is capable of a moment of magic. Um, obviously, again, on penalties. So, yeah, I, I think he's probably the best player to target hands down out of this Argentina side. Aside from him, I'd probably look at the fullbacks in Molina and Acuna. They did rotate quite a bit in their defence. That Romero slot, they keep swapping that with Lissandro Martinez, so I'd stay away from the centre-backs. Otamendi's probably been the better of the centre-backs, actually, but 
they're all f uh, sort of about four million, the centre-backs. So I'd look at Molina and Acuna, who are both 3.5. It's the cheapest entry into the Argentina defence. But personally, I think this game is just a flip of a coin for me. And I probably wouldn't look to target a clean sheet at all. One slot I do quite like in this Argentina team, though, is they've got Enzo Fernandez in that midfield slot. And he's only 2.5 on the game. I don't think he started the first fixture, but he's been good since then. He's got one goal and one assist. And at 2.5, that's a pretty good return. You've also got Alexis McAllister, who plays for Brighton. He's at 2.5 million price as well. So if you are looking for a bit of budget to maybe you've made some changes and you just have to downgrade somewhere and you can't make it work, definitely do consider that 2.5 mil because it's quite hard to find someone in this stage of the competition at that price. Personally, I'm expecting Argentina to get the win in this game. I know Netherlands have looked pretty good throughout the tournament and Argentina started badly, but they've gradually improved. But I do think in this knockout style of football, um, I just think they've got more chance of winning. They've got a bit more about them. I feel like they're a little bit of a dirtier, nastier team. Um, but they just seem like they're the sort of team that just does whatever they can to win. And I think they're going to go through personally. So I'd like to know what you think, whether or not you think Netherlands are going to win or Argentina. I think this is going to be probably the tightest game to call, either this or the England-France game. Then Portugal versus Morocco. And again, like the Brazil game, I'm only going to highlight Portugal. I feel a bit out of order for doing it because Morocco were really good against Spain. But even if Morocco, for example, do manage to pull off the uh, the upset... There's not that many players that you would want to target. And I don't think you want to back the underdog too much in a game like Dream Team. So I'm going to go with Portugal to start with. The main talking points in this um, is probably going to be Ronaldo and Cancelo were dropped for the last games. And with the 6-1 win for Portugal, I can't imagine that they're going to bring Ronaldo and Cancelo back. I, I think they'll probably try and stick to as near, near as that last team as they can. Um, so with the who scored predicted lineup, they've got Costa in goal. The low at right back, Pepe, Diaz and Guerrero. They've got Silva, Carvajal and Otavio, Bruno Fernandes, Ramos who scored that hat-trick and Jao Felix. So I think it will probably be unchanged for this. And I'm going to say 3 million for Gonzalo Ramos. It's probably one of the best players to target. Um, I'm probably not going to do it myself, but he got a hat-trick in the last game and an assist as well. So... Massive point score. I think it was 30 points he got in the end. Um, would you take a punt at that price? I'm not. Personally, I'm going to leave it just because I've got Gakpo, Messi and Richarlison. But I still think he's a really good option. He's not in my plan currently, but if you're looking for budget or you just fancy this fixture against Morocco, I, I wouldn't completely be against this at all. Then Bruno Fernandes at 4.5. Um, he's the third highest scoring player in the game. He's got two goals and three assists. And what I do like about this is if um, Ronaldo is benched again, you've got penalties for Bruno Fernandes as well. So at 4.5 million taking penalties, I think that's a really good player to have in your team. And you'll see from my lineup a bit later, he's definitely someone I'm liking at the minute. So 4.5 for Bruno. I think he's going to be a really good option. And then Guerrero at left back at 3.5 million got 10 points in the last game and he was someone that actually we tipped before that so I was quite pleased when he got a goal and an assist um, a great attacking fullback um, and I think that Portugal have probably got a really good chance of getting a clean sheet in this game against Morocco if it's anything like the Spain game I think Morocco are going to try and soak up the pressure defend as well as they can and look to counter attack but yeah if there's every chance playing like that there's every chance that it could be a nil-nil again or quite a low scoring game and I'm, I'm banking on Portugal getting a clean sheet in this one. Other players, just to mention, that I think could be quite good. Um, 
Again, Costa at 3.5 million is a pretty good keeper if you are thinking there could be a clean sheet in this game. And then you've got Jao Felix as well at 4 million. He's got one goal and two assists. But if I was going to, he's an attacker in this game. So if I was going to go for an attacker, I'd avoid Felix for now and go with Ramos as long as he is starting. Then on to England versus France. Um, but before we get started on that one, if you've liked the video so far, please do hit the like button and subscribe to the channel for more Sun Dream Team World Cup content. So we'll get started with this game. I'm getting nervous just looking at it, to be honest. I haven't really been that nervous about any of the England games so far. But yeah, this is this is the big one now, isn't it? And I'm not feeling too confident about it. Um, so again, on the right, we've got the Who Scored lineups. And we're going to start with England. And they've done it again, Who Scored. So they did this last week. And they put Calvin Phillips in the in their predicted starting lineup. So I don't know if it's wishful thinking from someone at Who Scored that knows Calvin Phillips or just really wants him to start but I can't see it personally um, so Pickford in goal Shaw at left back Maguire at centre back Stones and then Walker at right back Bellingham Rice and Phillips now I think Phillips will be Henderson again or should be Henderson and then up front or on the left wing sorry we've got Foden Harry Kane down the middle and Saka on the right. So I think if we if we are going to play a 4-3-3, I think that probably would be how it would line up with Phillips going out for Henderson. Again, don't know what's happening with Phillips in that predicted lineup, but I think if we do go 4-3-3, that's probably going to be the lineup. But I've got a horrible feeling that I don't want to see it, but I've got a feeling Southgate's going to bottle it and go five at the back, uh, maybe playing Walker and Trippier playing Walker at that right centre-back role. I just have a feeling that's what he's going to do to try and um, counter Mbappe. But I think that Walker and Henderson as a combination would probably do an OK job of stopping Mbappe. It still scares the shit out of me, but I'd prefer us to just go at France with this 4-3-3. Anyway, back to the players to target. I've actually started to move all of my England players out ahead of this France game. So that shows you how confident I am. But if I was going to keep an England player in my team, I'd probably just have the one. Because, again, I just think, like, a bit like the Argentina-Netherlands game, this is going to be such a hard one to call. And the reason I'd probably go for someone like Maguire, he's 4 million at centre-back. And I'm just looking at the lineups now. And if it is Shaw at left-back and Walker at right-back, you've got Dembele running at Shaw and Mbappe running at Kyle Walker. In a game like this, I just have a feeling one of them's going to take a yellow. So I'd go with Maguire down the middle. He'd probably be having a match-up with Giroud. So, yeah, I, I think I'd prefer to go for a centre-back in this situation. Then I'd probably lean towards one of the wingers. So, Foden or Saka, I think they did a good job in the last game, and I think they probably will start again. They're both 5 million, so there isn't much in it. Um, both have the ability to hurt France as well, and I think that's our best our best chances to get at France, I believe. Um, but Saka's got three goals already, and then Foden's got one goal and two assists. So, Three attacking returns from each of them. And I think there really isn't much in it, to be honest with you. Um, and then Harry Kane up front at 7.5 million. The obvious option, he's got penalties. Obviously a great goal scorer, but he has only got the one goal so far. So, personally, I'm, I'm not going to look to bring players in for this England game. But they're the players that I would target. Then on to France. And you can't really start with anyone else but Kylian Mbappe. He's got five goals and two assists so far in this tournament. And he's probably on for the golden boot as well. So, yeah, he's a player that I'm really worried about. I think we we have probably got the best options to deal with him in Kyle Walker. But 
He has been so good this tournament. And then Giroud, I think, goes under radar at 3.5 million. He's been great value. So three goals for him already. And he's just been an incredible player, really. He became France's all-time top goal scorer as well. Um, and he's just someone to consider, maybe even after this game, if France do get through and you are looking for a bit of budget elsewhere, having him up front at 3.5 million is a great option. Maybe a downgrade on Cody Gakpo. Or even if you're looking to maybe upgrade Noppert, you could downgrade one of your more expensive strikers to Giroud. Although I do think France probably are the favourites in this, I won't be targeting their defenders because I just think we have got too much um, or a lot of talent going forward. So I won't be targeting either defence really because I just think we've got too many attacking players in both sides. But if I was going to do it, it'd probably be Hernandez or um, Upamecano at 3.5 million. Hernandez is 4 million at the minute. They're the options that I do like best. And if France do go through, I will look to add these into my team. Then I mentioned that Olmo slot, 3.5, or Asensio at 3. I mentioned them because I had Spain players that went out, and I imagine quite a few people do. But I think Dembele at 3.5 million is probably the best option that I can see to replace Olmo. Um, so he's got two assists and three seven ratings, but no goals so far. But he is a good attacking option. You have got Griezmann at 5.5 uh, million, who's an attacker. I do think he's a good option. And I did put him in my original video for, um, I made a, a plan and strategy of how I'd target the knockout stages. And I did put Griezmann in, but I changed my mind when I saw how good Richarlison has been playing. They're the same price, and I just think Richarlison's much better value for that. Again, drop a comment how you think this game's going to go, because it's going to be quite a tight one. Personally, I don't want to say it, but I think France are going to have this, I'm afraid. Then on to my team update then. So I've got 262 points in total for this team. It is actually my worst team out of all five that I made. Um, and it's down at 7.9k at the minute. But it has got 13 transfers left. Something quite interesting, really. And I guess you would expect it, but... Pretty much all of the teams that I've made the most transfers in are higher up the rankings. And this team I've got the most transfers left is lower down. But I have got a few more options to make changes at this point of the tournament. So I do hope I can make up some ground. So I've got 262 points, 13 transfers left, and I've got 2.5 million in the bank because I downgraded Harry Kane to Richardson ahead of that South Korea fixture, which turned out pretty well. So yeah, with 13 transfers left, I really do want to try and up my game with this. Um, I did make a plan of how I was going to use each, but quite a few things have changed since. So like, for example, I didn't expect Spain to get eliminated by Morocco. And now I'm stuck with Alba, Olmo and Asensio to get rid of. So that's three transfers straight away that I'm going to have to make. So before I show my transfers, I'm going to go through the teams back to front. So I've got Nopper in goal, who faces Argentina. Two million, happy with him for that game. Then I've got Danilo and Militao from Brazil. I'm pretty happy with those, but I'm just a bit worried about Militao if Sandro comes back. But Militao's 4.5 and Sandro's 4, so if I really need to, I could downgrade Militao to Sandro and it won't cause me too many problems. Then I've got Jordi Alba, who's eliminated, and Harry Maguire, who plays against France. So not a great fixture there. Then Olmo, who's eliminated. Vinicius Jr. from Brazil, I'm, I'm, I'm liking him at the minute and I think he'll do quite well. And then Asensio that's eliminated. Then up front, I've got Messi, Gakpo and Richarlison. I quite like all of those options up front. And even though that Argentina versus Holland game is going to be quite tight, I still think there's good opportunities that both could get on the score sheet. So let's move on to the transfers that I'm planning to make. Um, so Alba, Olmo and Asensio were ones I definitely needed to remove. And then... I want to get another Brazil defender in there. I'm looking, I did my strategy video and worked out that I'd end up with quite a few transfers left. And obviously you can see I've got 13 at the minute. 
So I'm happy to take a few more risks to try and boost my team up the rankings. So I'm going to go with another Brazil defender and take Alba out for Thiago Silva first. Then I'm looking at Harry Maguire. I was planning to keep Harry Maguire for this France game, but actually I have a good feeling that Portugal could beat Morocco and keep a clean sheet, which wasn't in my plan initially because I was thinking initially that it was going to be Spain versus Portugal in the next round. But Guerrero, I think against Morocco, could be a really good option. Hopefully Morocco don't um, eliminate a load of my players again. But I'm going to go Maguire out for Guerrero. And then I'm going to take Olmo out for Bruno Fernandes. So I just think that Portugal looked so good in that last game. And really I'd ruled them out of my planning initially because I thought they were going to play Spain. And to be honest, I thought Spain looked really good initially in the tournament. And I, I thought they would go quite far, uh, probably even beating Portugal. But obviously it wasn't the case. And I just think an opportunity has opened up that I wasn't expecting. So... Maguire out to Guerrero and Olmo out to Bruno Fernandes. And the other move that I'm going to make is Asensio out to Dembele. That's Jordi Alba out for Thiago Silva, Harry Maguire out for Guerrero, Olmo out for Bruno Fernandes and Asensio out to Dembele. So that's four transfers and obviously you can only make three a day. So I'll probably have to make at least one of these moves or two of these moves even tonight. Um, I would have gone at least one to start with um, so that I could make three moves tomorrow. But actually, I'm, where I'm a little bit worried about that Militao-Sandro situation, I'm thinking if I make two transfers tonight and then make two transfers tomorrow, I have still got that extra one transfer just in case Militao ends up being dropped for Sandro, for example. And then I could make another one. Um, so as it stands, these four transfers would put me back down to nine transfers left, which in my initial plan, I was planning to have a little bit more than that going into this. But... I want to go for it a little bit more. I'm a bit worried that when I get to the final, there might not be that many points up for grabs. And I really do think that this Brazil game versus Croatia and the Portugal game versus Morocco could be potentially the last big opportunities to get good likelihood of clean sheets and a good likelihood of goals as well. So I'm going to go with that. It was a bit unexpected. But I think you have got to be flexible when you play these sort of games, when you see opportunities come up. That would leave me with no money left in the bank, but my team would look like Nopper, Danilo, Militao, Thiago Silva and Guerrero from Portugal. In midfield, I'd have Usman Dombele from France, Vinicius Junior from Brazil and Bruno Fernandes from Portugal. And then I'd have up front Messi, Cody Gakpo and Richarlison. So I think that looks like a pretty strong side, actually. So I'm, I'm quite happy with that. And then I'll leave it like that probably now till the next round of fixtures. The only transfer I might look to make between games could be Messi to Mbappe. If I find that Messi gets eliminated against Holland, then I might want to make that immediate change to Mbappe and then potentially leave him in for the rest of the tournament if they make it to the final. So I think that's probably how I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there for this episode, so thank you very much for watching, and good luck with your quarterfinal teams. If you have taken anything useful from this at all, please do like the video and subscribe to the YouTube channel, or if you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. So we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.